Okay, so like we just said, we just we're in the middle of Perk Aleph. We did Oshei, um, and we're going to discuss it again and maybe get a little more Hezbrist. So basically, let's summarize what we saw in Oshei from last week, was that Akhar Baruch Hu is, is, is Echad. And what does it mean that he's Echad? It means, the, the, the Ramchal identified, he has no parts, Harkava, he's not made of different parts, and he doesn't shaykh to reboy, he's not shaykh to, to change or, or having his self-definition become bigger. Like we discussed about last week, that we very much are made out of parts, biologically, physically, on a cellular level, on a, on, on a matter level, we're made out of parts. Emotionally, we're made out of parts. On an intellectual level, we're made out of parts. The, the Muslim Chal gave is that we have memory and imagination and will, and all three of those work together. But Lamaisa, they are separate components of who we are. We very much are Shaykh to Reboy. Our, our sense of self changes. We grow. We grow as a person. We, our, our das becomes bigger. It becomes to start encompassing other people. We, have, we get married. We have children. Um, we go through experience in life, and that adds on to who we are. So we very much live in a world of, of change and growth, and we live in a world of, um, of parts and pieces that come together. Our entire framework on reality is made up by analyzing all the different gvulas, all the different boundaries that are in this world, and that's how our brain processes and makes distinctions. Um, I mean, again, just to, to stress, you know, we, we, we make a bracha of chenin la'adam das, and in, in chenin la'adam das, in the, in, the, in the concept of das, understanding, that's where we put in havdalah. What's the idea of Havdalah? That a, a person should understand the difference between Shabbos and Chol, the, between Kedusha and, 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 and Chol. But the idea that we're understanding a distinction between two different things, that this is Kodesh, this is Chol, this is Tov, this is Ra, this is spiritual, this is Gashmi. That is a function of Das. That's a function of our cerebral process. That's why that's where that bracha is placed. And all the is built in the concept of understanding the difference between between things, right? I mean, a biologist to understand the difference between a bacteria and a virus and a anamorphic and a and a and a and a, and a, and a, and a you, all those little organisms. What's the other ones called? Oh, it doesn't matter. The point is that that, that that is the name of the game. It's being able to classify things and put them in their places. That's the world of chokhmah. That's the world that we live in. So Mela, if that's the way our brain understands, like the Ramchal says, we use our senses. We take in data from the world around us. We collect it and we interpret the data, and that is the chokhmah that we run on. In the Mela, we have no means of understanding Kodesh Baruch Hu because the Kodesh Baruch Hu is not broken into parts. He doesn't have pieces. He doesn't change. He doesn't have parts. He doesn't change. He's not made up of different things. So the There's Ramchal, no physicality. Well, more than no physicality, even spiritually, we can, we can even, even spiritually, I, I, we can talk about um, ethereal concepts that have no grounding in this world. Theoretical physical, theoretical math, right? They're not physical, but yet it's chokhmah and they have boundaries, right? And, and it's a, again, I'm, math was never my, my, my strong point, but you know, a derivative and an integral are not the same thing. And we can discuss how that works. We can talk about all kinds of theoretical math that has no, no, no connection to the physical world, but it's made of parts and pieces. And that's how our brain cheshbons things. In fact, math is the study of cheshboning different parts. Like one is not two and two is not three, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're different numbers. They're, 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 they're cholak from each other. By Kosh there's no such concept of having, of having differences, gavulas, boundaries, um, it's all, it's all, it's all, it's all singular existence. So the Ramchal um, speaks so, but why do we identify certain midas klavi Hakadosh Baruch Right? We know Hashem is a Racham. We know he's a Chanun. We know he has Achzarius. We know, like the Ramchal says, part of the definition of Hakadosh Baruch Hu is that he is Kailo in his self-definition. Every form of Shlemis. The moment you say every form of Shlemis, it sounds like he's made up of parts. And the Ramchal says, no, you have to understand that that's only in our world. By Akrosh Baruch Hu, his anger is his kindness, his imagination, is his memory, is his will. It's all one thing. 
and that's something that our, when you hear the words that how can my anger be the same thing as my kindness? How can my imagination be the same thing as my memory? And my, 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 my memory is the same thing as my will. By all those are separate components, right? But by Kosh Baruch Hu, it's not. It's all, it's all a singular existence. What he calls a Metzias Apashat, a simplistic existence where it's all part of his unity. And ultimately, that means that all of reality is Kailal on Kosh Baruch Hu's unity. And there's nothing other than Hashem. And that's something our brain couldn't understand. So if we would fully understand a Kosh Baruch Hu, then we wouldn't exist to understand it. Because by us being a perceiver of a Kosh Baruch Hu from the outside, it means that we are something which is distinct and separate from Hashem. And if a Kosh Baruch Hu is a Yichod and not made out of parts, to understand it means you'd have to be part of his one. This by definition battle to his oneness. So if one would get so close to his self-definition and coming close to Kosh Baruch Hu, you would cease to exist and you become part of a Kosh Baruch Hu's oneness. So Olam Haba is going to be when we sit and as an independent entity understand as much of a Kosh Baruch Hu's oneness as we possibly can. And, and even getting a glimpse into his perfection, though we can't fully understand it, because again, he's one and we're something outside of him, and Mela, we would be battle if we became part of him, but getting a glimpse is the ultimate Hana that we could, uh, we could, we could possibly have. So, then we spoke last time briefly, and this is where we're going to discuss a little bit more about the concept of the Mukubal and about Simpson, right? What is, so so there, there's a fundamental question after we discuss all this. So Kosh Baruch Hu is one, which means he's perfect in every way, and it's one singular entity. The Mashal, you know, the, the people like to use, like, like the Menorah was a Miksha Achas. You, you cut the Menorah out of one block of wood. It wasn't made of parts of peace. So Kosh Baruch Hu is one, and there's nothing other than him, and everything that's perfect, and all existence is within his self-definition, and he doesn't change. So then how is it that we live in a world of parts? If there's no existence outside of a Kosh Baruch Hu, if nothing can exist without him, willing it, and he is a, an echad, and there's no existence outside of himself, there's no mitzias, there's no reality outside of himself, so how do we live in a world of parts and pieces? So we discussed last time briefly, we spoke about the concept of tzimtzum, which is that a Kosh Baruch Hu, when he created the world, Mekubalim say, he hid himself. So the way that Rizal says it, um, again, just to give a, a taste of these in Yonim, is he says that a Kosh Baruch Hu moved his light to the sides, Kibiyachol, um, he said the, the muscle gives a circle again everything in Kabbalah is a muscle you have to know what it means why it's a circle not a square but basically there was a circular area he moved his light to the sides of it thereby revealing an area called a halal uh, a blank space right what is that what's the nimshal what does that mean it means that Koshboko created a theoretical environment where we would not perceive his existence well, what was that for for our perspective right let, 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 let's give a muscle. Let, let's say that you have a child and the, and the parents micromanage their life. That's only a muscle, like every muscle, right? You have to chew the gum, take the flavor out, and spit out the, spit out the gum, right? The muscle is something in your world that you can understand something in the next world. Let's talk about a muscle really quick. If I give you a muscle for a person who never saw honey, what would I tell you? Well, if he knows sugar and he knows uh, tree sap, right? I could say it's slick like tree sap or it's... it's, it's it, it, it moves, it's viscous, like tree sap, and it's sweet like honey, and it's sweet like sugar. And then he doesn't know honey, but he knows these two things. And what he does know, we can take you into the world what you don't know, right? So every time you have a muscle, there's obviously going to be something imperfect about the muscle because it's relating something in your world to try to give you a sense of a world which is, um, which is, which is beyond. But imagine you have, you know, so therefore the muscle is going to be imperfect by definition. You have, you have parents that are lording over a child, they micromanage his life. And they realize, you know, our child needs some sense of, of independence. Well, they're still paying the bills, and they're still in contact with the teachers, and they're still in contact with the therapists, and whatever it is, that they're very much involved, but they give space, the, at least from the perspective of the child, the child believes that they're making their own decisions, right? So Kibiyachol, same thing here also. Kibiyachol created a theoretical space where he does not, quote-unquote, Exist. Obviously, he exists there because there's nothing that exists outside of Hashem. But what did he do? He hid his reality in that space. And within the framework of that space, 
we can then exist feeling that we are an independent entity. I'm Moshe Chaim, and this is Guy, and each of us can identify ourselves as being our own existence, right? The reality is, we're not. If a Koshbaal would remove that covering, remove the symptom, then we would cease to exist and be part of his oneness. But all the while that he keeps the covering that's there, then we can perceive ourselves and the world around us as if it's something which is distinct and, uh, and has parts and pieces and everything has definition and kedarim and, uh, and, and boundaries. It's a very deep concept, right? But it's, it's the premise of, of, all, of really of all Judaism. Um, when we speak of the idea that Hashem is echad, when we, right, what we're saying at that moment is we're coming to that realization that the only thing that makes us distinct from HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, is, is the fact that there is this covering there. But if you remove the covering, all that will exist is a Kodesh Baruch Hu. And that's how we're mamlech a Kodesh Baruch Hu, because that's what makes Hashem Be'etzim the king. Because really there is only his existence and no other existence. So that is the ultimate form of kingship. He is in complete control of everything. So when we see Hashem's Echad, at that moment we cover our eyes. At that moment we try our best to experience the idea what it means that all that exists is only the singular existence of a Kodesh Baruch Hu if the cover wouldn't be there, right? So we talk about the concept a lot of times of Shemayim. And, and it's, it's very tricky to understand what is, what is Shemayim, right? We know there's Aretz, and we know there's Shemayim, and we know Kosh Baruch Hu's in Shemayim, and he's got a chair up there, and uh, there's Balochim running around, and that's where the Neshamas go, and like a very vague idea of what this concept of heaven, heaven is, right? So with the understanding of Tzimtzum, I think we can have a much deeper understanding of what Shemayim is. Shemayim is the following, is that so we know there's Hashem's oneness, and he covered himself up, so we can't see him. How much did he cover himself? Right? If I, if I, let's give a muscle that the, 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 the Bermaim Chaim brings, let's a lot of see them like this muscle. You have a king, a perfect king, uh, an incredible king. Uh, the, oh, the queen just died, so we can, we can, we can, right? we can make our jokes about it, right? Um, you know, like a perfect king with, with grace and kindness and, and, uh, and, and, and all these wonderful things. Everybody wants to be near the king. But Lamaisa, the Elam can't stare at the king because they would stare at the king, they would just melt. They couldn't handle being in the presence of such a person. So what did they do? They put up like a, a glass in front of him, right? And they tinted the glass a little bit. So that way, you know, you're not looking at the full cluster upon him of the king. It'd be too much for a person to handle. But there were still people that couldn't handle staring through that glass. So what did they do? They put another glass, another glass, another glass. And whatever layer of glass you were behind was the clearer your image of the king was, right? So Kibiachol, we could say, Kosh hid himself from reality, enabling us to be an independent existence. But on the highest point of what we're going to call Shemayim, Right, there is much more of a clarity of Hashem's oneness up there. But if you add more layers of Shemayim, if you add more layers of Hester, more more layers of things which obfuscate that and hide His reality, you increase the covering on a Kodesh Baruch Hu, Then the lower and lower your perspective is, then the least clear it's going to be your perception of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. That's what we call the Eilamus, the spiritual world. What's the word Eilam come from? The word Eilam comes from the word Helam. What does Helam mean in Hebrew? To hide. Right? So an oilam really is a means of perceiving a Kosh Baruch Hu, just like the sun. If I go outside and I look at the sun, what's going to happen? My eyes are going to break. What do I do? I put on sunglasses, right? So the very thing which hides the sun is the thing which actually enables me to stare at the sun, right? The other remembers when we had that, that eclipse. There were all kinds of contraptions on how you could, you know, look directly at the sun. So the very thing which hides this, this, the, 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 the Kosh Baruch Hu is the very thing which allows me to perceive it. So an oilam, a world, is a framework of perception that within that world, I can have a certain vision or clarity of a Kosh Baruch Hu. And there are unlimited amounts of oilamists. There are, there are myriads and myriads of worlds. And each world has just a, a little bit more of a covering on it, a little bit more of a, of a, of a, of a tint on the window, a little bit more 
it, it obfuscates the Kosh existence as you move down the totem poles of Olamas, right? So where's Gan Eden going to be? All the way up there. On the tippy top of the Olamas, right? Where do we live, right? Like you're in a, sometimes you're in like a, a museum and there's a sign that says you are here. You know, where are you, right? You're all the way down here. The layer of thickness that's blocking Hashem's existence is so strong where we live that we don't even know he exists. And what do we call that? That's what we call Eretz. That's what we call Olamagashmi. Right? So we talk about Gashmias and Ruchnias. You don't want to get too much in, stuck in the Gashmias. The Gashmias is like the mud. That's the, the most of the Bali Muslim tell you, right? What are they saying? If you get so involved in this world, you're getting deeper, 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 deeper away from a lack of a Hakara of a Kodesh Baruch Hu because the, 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 the curtain is so powerful where we live. So why do we live all the way down here? Why did Kodesh Baruch Hu put us down here? We'll talk about that later. Shem wanted to give us Bechira. He wants to give us free will. And we know when the Rebbe's in the room, the Kindalach, you know, they all, they're very, you know, Rebbe walks out of the room, that's when the paper airplanes start to, start to fly, right? So to Kodesh Baruch Hu had to create a very powerful covering on himself to allow us to think he's not even here to give us free will so that we should earn our Olam Haba. But the place where we'll have our Olam Haba is at the tippy top of the Olamas with the thinnest covering as possible so that we can still maintain ourselves as being a distinct entity outside of Kodesh Baruch Hu, but simultaneously get the deepest perception of Kodesh Baruch Hu that is possible, right? With, with the thinnest window up there. Moshe Rabbeinu had that. Moshe Rabbeinu in this world had a clarity, correct? In fact, Nevuah is a means where you actually are perceiving within these spiritual worlds from the vantage point of one of these spiritual worlds. Mm. So a Navi, you know, can climb a certain number of these worlds, even though he's physically, his body and his soul, his soul is bound to his body in this world, but he's able to transcend his body and perceive from the vantage world point of a, of, of a higher world where the clarity of a Kosh Baruch is much more. Eventually we will talk about Nevuah one of these days, but yes, exactly. So Moshe Rabbeinu's lens, so to speak, Asmaklari Mi'ira, was much clearer than, than, than our lens. But, but that... No, we don't have to The Torah, yes. The Torah helps clear your lens, exactly. Yes, you can rise. But more than that, you should know that, you know, that you live in a place where your soul is connected to your body. Your soul, as the Mukhubalim said about, run all the way from this physical world where the where the covering is very powerful and extends all the way up to the heights of Shemaim. So that's why death is only death from this world. The, the rest of you is still a chain that leads all the way back up to Kodesh Baruch Hu's oneness. And at one point, you cease to exist because... Well, said, we, were, we just did a scene last night it's at the end of the Holy Cotton. It says that uh, meaning you, right. you're still going to be learning... And growing. Up, so right. what does that mean that you're still learning up there? It means that you're getting a deeper and deeper perspective of Hashem's oneness. Right. It is unlimited right. journey right. into perceiving Hashem's yichud. Right, a little bit, a little bit less cover, a little right. less cover, a little less cover, infinitely. Right? right. Yeah, exactly, hundred percent. Yeah, oh, ten points. Right. Okay. So, so, uh, so, so fine. So moving on. So, so, so that that's the concept of tzimtzum. Um, and and so we have to understand that really there, we don't exist, and really the only thing that exists is Kodesh Baruch Hu's oneness. He has no parts. He has no pieces. There's only him. But he hid himself. And, and, and he put different veils of, 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 of that over himself and those different veils, the thinner the veil, the higher you are up, quote-unquote, in Shemayim, that's where the Molochim are and that's why the Molochim perceive a Baruch existence very clearly. In fact, they're placed in Shemayim, which are, 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 are well, I'm not getting too far. Well, but let's, hold, let, 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 let's hold on, on those in Yenim there. But let, let, let's take a step now and think about it. So the Baal Tanya says something incredible that he brings to the Zayar, that it says that when a person says Shema Yisrael, he always has to say afterwards, Baruch Shem. 
and one is what he calls they call yichud de'la and yichud de'la tata, the unification of above and the unification of below. What does that mean? Then we say Shema Yisrael. At that moment, we're saying that there is no existence except for Hakadosh Baruch Hu's existence. Hashem, Hayahoviyah, Elokeinu, the God that runs this world. Hashem, Echad. There are no different parts. There are no pieces. Hakadosh Baruch Hu's existence is singular. That means at that moment we don't even exist. What do we have to follow before Vahafta? Baruch Shem. What's Baruch Shem? What's Baruch? Baruch means bracha. Bracha is from the word riboy. Riboy means more than one, two, multiplying. Right? After Hakadosh Baruch Hu made the tzimtzum, he enabled there to exist other beings and other entities. So once we say Hashem is Echad, and He's the only thing that exists, Baruch Shem Kuei Malchus, so He made a Malchus, He made a kingdom. That kingdom is what the Arizal calls the Chalal. It's that area where He blocked His existence to enable us to feel as if we exist. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mashpia back into His kingdom. And then what do we say next to that point? The Ahavta. Once I recognize that I am an independent entity, and, and, and I'm sorry that I'm not an independent entity, but I perceive myself as an independent entity, then, then that means I realize my entire existence comes from Hashem's oneness, and I would give anything of myself to return, to go back to it as much as possible. So we have Shema Yisrael, the ultimate reality, all that exists Hashem, what we call Yichud Dela'ela, right? Which is the, the upper Yichud, the upper oneness. Baruch Shem is, is the admission that he created a kingdom. Baruch Shem Kivay Malchusay, that his glory should enter into the kingdom of Baruch, of, 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 of multi, multiplicity that, that he created, where, where we have the ability to perceive ourselves as being outside of him, there could be more than one, right? And then we return back to the Ahavta, and now that I view myself as being Moshe Chaim, I'm going to realize that reality and do everything I can to come close to Kodesh Baruch Hu, both with my with my with my Yitzhahara, with my with my with my nefesh, uh, with my with my money, right? With my heart, pardon me, <laughs> all my all my nefesh, and with and with and with all my all, all, all my means, because I realize that really I'm just a part of Hashem's greater oneness. So it's the unfolding of the Bria when you say Kriyashma, that you start with the Kodesh Baruch Hu's oneness, the idea that He created a kingdom, and now that I exist, I want to do the Avedah to return back to Kodesh Baruch um, The 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 Chassidish far, and also the Mount Elul are, are very into an idea by Tshuva, which I think is very negative to this, which is that um, they bring the post, like, If I go up to Shemayim, there you are. And when I go all the way down to the pit, Hincha, you're, 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 you're there, right? Meaning, on the highest of the elements of Shemayim, when I'm inspired and my clarity of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is so clear, Shamata, that's, that's where you are. But it's a Sha'ul, like all the way down to Olam Hazet, to the pit, what's a pit? A pit's lower than sea level, right? That's really getting in the mud of the Gashmi, that's where I'm really hidden from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Even though we live in Olam Gashmi, there are times when our life is, is lit up with the Behiris and the clarity of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and there are times when... You know, it's very dark and, and we, we feel very, very, not enlightened in our Avedah. But even in the pit, Hincha, the Davar Melch says, there you are, right? Meaning that because the Kosh Baruch Hu is the only thing that exists, it doesn't matter if you have absolute clarity and you're a Navi and you're going to the highest of the heights. It doesn't matter if you're having a very rough time and there's a lot of clouds that are covering your Amuna, right? Mela, Kosh Baruch Hu is there, is, there, is, is, there, is there also because he's... Because again, he's, there's nothing that exists other than him, you know, which is this concept of, of, of Yeish that, you know, that's Rabbi Nachman always speaks of the Yeish. What does it mean there's no Yeish? There's no Yeish because, because you never can create a world where you're divorced from a Baruch Ultimately, you know, the, the Kubalim used the, the terminology that he's Mamala Ka'ilam, Mesavev Ka'ilam. He fills every world and he surrounds every world. Because ultimately, the only existence is a Kurdish Baruch So no matter how low a Yid goes, there is this concept of Chufa because of the idea that all of reality really only is. HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So as far away as you can get from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you know, th- there is no existence outside of his, right? So some thoughts for, 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 for Elul and, you know, but again, you know, that 
practically in our life, you know, the litzah elam is the, you know, Kosh created symptom, he created a blockage, and we have to be good people and do mitzvahs within this framework, you know. Um, the other perspective of, of Judaism is to, you know, Look at the curtain as if it doesn't exist, and to and to and to realize the kind of who surrounds us, and and they're and they're and they're and they're both. They're both true, you know. They're both true, and in, in one sense, you know, we are in a world where Kodesh Baruch reality is hidden from us, and we are given a Torah and instructions on what to do, and we have to live with that reality the way He's blocked. And Meidachisa, the understanding that everything that I do in this world, really, it, 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 the, the covering is not really there. The Omhaza that's in front of me is a little facade and a fake, and, and the only thing that exists in Hashem is oneness, right? And He lives with this duplicity, you know, on on a on, 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 on a regular basis. So that that is the concept of. Um, of Tzimtzum and, and Shemaim, and hopefully that gives a little bit of a, a greater clarity when we talk about the idea that a Neshama is in Shemaim or a Malach is in Shemaim. Okay, it means that, that he's in a world where there's less covering than our world, and, and from that vantage point, of course, Baruch's reality is clear, and the Elamists go down all the way from the heights of Hashem's Yichud, from the initial covering, the initial Tzimtzum, until it hits the physical world, where at this point there's the maximum amount of uh, blockage and, and perceiving Hashem's um, existence. Okay, so let, let's see if we can knock out this parak now. Um, Joseph, you know, I'm talking about tefillah, you know, other than on your kipper, it sounds like there's a lot that has to go through up. Yes, make, a lot right, of, like, correct, filters. 100%. So that's the concept of tefillah, the tefillah, the idea that, that it rises to different places in the Elamas. We're talking about it as passing through these filters, through these, right. these barriers, 100%, yes. Right. Yes, yeah, so if you read the chesishas farm, the more you koch and the more you put into it, the higher that it, the, the, that it goes, right, with a minion, right, exactly. There's special days that are more auspicious than others. Right. The shafer is something which right. rises up to... to yeah, it's a Pesach into that, 100% into, into, that, into that world, right. Okay, um, so I think last time we got up to, and we have different pages now. It's right before Vav, the paragraph right before Vav. So this is something that we know through Kabbalah. This is something that we know through our our Maseria, that about a Kosh Yichud has won this, and that he's not made of parts and pieces, and he's a Metziah Sapashit. That is something that we received from Har Sinai, and we, and we saw, um, as we discussed, even though theoretically this concept can be proven through the sciences and, and through math, guy right mm-hmm. before Osvav, the paragraph right before Oswald. Oh. Even theoretically through the sciences and through math and physics and whatnot, we could prove the reality that there is a singular reality called a Kosh Baruch Hu who's one without any parts and pieces. But again, like he says, that's not our focus. Our focus is rather is rather to focus on our Messiah that we have. It would be impossible to have a reality if there would not be an existence that was removed of all Teva. Right? Kosh Baruch Hu has no Teva. Teva is only a product of the Tzimtzum and only a product of, 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 of the hiding of his oneness. Teva, by definition, means that there are parts and pieces. So there has to be, at the highest levels of reality, a being that is devoid of all Teva in order for reality to exist. Chukav Gvulav, Kosh Baruch has no rules. Gvulav, he has no limitations, no boundaries. Mikol Heder Vichsarna, Kosh Baruch doesn't have any lack of reality, right, or anything missing. Mikol Riboy Yorkova, it's impossible for there to be a, a reality without there being a source for it that is devoid of what we call Riboy, like we said, additioned onto self, Yorkova, or, or made out of parts and pieces. Mikol Yachas Ve'erch, Mikol Mikre Buriyam, it would have to be that that existence is something which has no comparison at all that anything that, that exists in in the creation. That he is the true cause of everything that we find in existence. And anything which continues to be in existence is going to come from this singular source. If it wouldn't be for this definition of a Kodesh that we're giving, then the reality around us and their, and their constant existence would be impossible to exist. So he's saying that theoretically through science we could come to this definition of Kodesh But again, we focus on our Kabbalah. 
Let's just finish the first pair because they're starting. We have to know further. Also, that it's imperative Hashem be one and no more, meaning you couldn't perceive a reality where there would be more than one existence like Hashem. You couldn't find in a reality that there could be more than one entity whose existence is imperative, meaning it exists because it causes itself to exist. That its existence is not based on any other source. And we spoke on the beginning, our existence is totally, totally on a Kodesh Baruch It's only impossible in reality that you could have one existence that's mukhrach, it's imperative, and that's perfect. If you find other existences, if you find other existences, they can only exist because the Kodesh Baruch Hu caused them to exist. Therefore, we see in, in reality, everything is Nothing has self-existence. And, and again, in Rosh Hashanah, we very much so experience that a concept. Like in Rosh Hashanah, we know it's the one holiday where the moon is not fully shining because, again, all of reality is up for, for judgment, right? Nothing has a standing on its own, right? We, none of us have a standing on our own. So come Rosh Hashanah, every, everything is going to be assessed. If, if we could exist independently, we wouldn't need a Kosh then, then we, our existence would not be up for, for grabs. But being that nothing in the Bria exists that's not Talia and Kosh Baruch Hu. so comes the day of Shoshana and, and the Mela, there, there, there's no Kiyam, right? The moon represents Kala Yisrael, and it's not in the sky on that night. Why? Because at that point, everything is being assessed. Does it need to be here or, or not? We're all Talia and Kosh Baruch Hu. so there's one day a year that, that we feel that stronger, which would be Rosh Hashanah. Nimtza, Mikla Yediyah Shoshim Eilushesh. So he says there's six basic points to take away here. Number one, Amitaz Mitzvah Yisbarak Shmai, Hashem's existence, the truth of his reality. Shlai Muso, Akush Baruch was perfect in every form of perfection. Hechrechim Tzo'o, Akush Baruch was existence imperative. He must exist because he must exist. He also built in Nitzah B'Zulasai. Akush Baruch's existence is not tied to anything else. Nothing else is causing Akush Baruch's existence. And lastly, Pshituso Yehuda, which we just spent a lot of time speaking about, his simplicity and his oneness, that he's not made up parts and pieces and that everything exists on a Kosh Baruch Hu and a simplistic singular existence. Okay, we'll, we'll hold it there. We'll start parachaining. Okay.